0: One of the biggest names in women's college basketball and Haley Van Lith is in the transfer portal. Do the Hoosiers have a shot at landing her? You are locked on Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything, IU Athletics. I'm your host as always, Jacob Rood. Want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. Wanna give a thank you to a new sponsor uh, for today's episode, HelloFresh. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to hellofresh.com slash college 60 and use code college 60 for 60% off plus free shipping. Transfer rumors continue to be the story for college basketball, but we have a women's college basketball, uh, I guess, kind of story to talk about. Haley Van Lith entered the transfer portal, Heading into the weekend, and that is as about as big of a name as, honestly, has almost ever entered the transfer portal for either men's or women's basketball. Van Lith is one of the top uh, names, or kind of one of the more popular players in, in women's college basketball. Spent three seasons at Louisville last year, played in all 37 games, played 36.9 minutes, uh, 19.7 points, 4.5 rebounds, 3.2 assists, uh, shot 41% from the field, 29% from the three-point line. This is an All-American caliber player. She was uh, All-American honorable mention, which that's what Grace Berger was this past year, just to give you kind of a reference point. But, I mean, she's been All-ACC. She was All-ACC first team this year. Uh, She was on Wooden Award watch list. She was preseason Wooden Award all tournament, all region. Most people probably more recently remember her for the kind of back and forth between her and Caitlin Clark in the NCAA tournament. And Van Lith uh, gave it her best shot in that game. 27 points in that game against Iowa, but they fell 97 to 83 After that game, and obviously heading into the offseason, Van Lith entered the transfer portal, as we said, this weekend. Why are we talking about this? This is speculative again. Last time we did some speculative stuff, it was about whether Caleb Love and IU made sense. IU reached out to Caleb Love. There was something there. We're kind of diving into that well again, and we're going to explain why I think this could be something that could happen. For one, maybe one of the bigger things is Van Lith has an NIL deal with Adidas. Shoe companies drive college basketball. They they always have I don't know if they always will, but it's not changing anytime soon. Now, because she has an NIL deal with Adidas doesn't strictly mean that she's only looking at Adidas schools. Uh, Azzy Fudd, for example, she plays at UConn, one of the top players in the country as well. She has an NIL deal with Under Armour and and Steph Curry. Uh, UConn's a Nike school. So, like, it's not, uh, we're only going to give you an NIL deal if you're at an Adidas school. Now, Adidas could be a little bit different, but there is precedent otherwise of somebody being in, having an NIL deal with one, uh, shoe Company and going somewhere else But Van Lith is the type of player where She's going to go Somewhere where she can compete at a very High level And IU makes A lot of sense for one they're in Adidas School for two they have a need At point guard with Grace Berger having Left and for three they're Going to compete at a very high level If you're looking strictly At Adidas schools the two biggest ones that are going to jump out are Indiana and maybe Miami. I hate to bring up Miami women's basketball, and that one's going to sting for a while, but there is something there to that. I mean, Miami went further than Indiana, how much you ever want to put into that, but Indiana is obviously going to be the, the uh, team, the school, in a better position next season. Again, this is all speculative. Van Lith entered the transfer portal with a do-not contact which means schools can't or shouldn't. She doesn't want schools reaching out to her, which either means she knows where she's going already, which I mean, maybe I don't know that it would have taken this long. If she knew where she was going more than likely, it probably means that she wants to reach out to schools and look, she's the type of player. She's talented enough. If she reaches out to you, then that means that you kind of listen. So I would venture to say that's probably more what that means, that she wants to be the one reaching out to people, because if if she's in the transfer portal without that, then every school in the country is going to contact her, and that's a lot of noise she probably doesn't want. But Indiana, we, we kind of made the case, and I'll bring up their scholarship situation. They certainly have room to add her. She is... I believe a grad transfer, Uh, not that it, I don't think particularly matters, but uh, IU has four openings right now in there for scholarships this upcoming season. As you guys can see on the screen, for those that aren't watching on YouTube, we have the the scholarship chart open, but they have four openings for next season. There's a couple other places that would make sense. She's from the West Coast. Uh, Washington is home. Washington's also, I believe, an Adidas school. Washington isn't nearly as good. It, it certainly, it really just depends on what she is looking for. Uh, if she wants to get closer to home, Washington Stanford is going to be really good. If She wants to get closer to the West Coast. Uh, both those places would make sense. If she wants somewhere where she can be competitive right away, IU would make some sense. Again, this is a lot of speculative or speculation because I. Who knows if IU is necessarily interested now. I would think they would be. There's some questions on how her game would fit. She had the ball a lot last season uh, in averaging those 19 points. She had a usage percentage of 29.6%. Mackenzie Holmes was at 29.1%. So there would be an adjustment there, but I think that would be natural considering the level of talent she would be playing with at iu versus what she had at louisville louisville was a good team but uh iu was one of the best teams in the country so and their play style is a little bit different van Lith is a a smart enough player a good enough player that she could make that adjustment and be just fine at that so look i doubt this matters to her maybe it does but there are few things more made for tv considering especially what they did in the tournament, then Haley Van Lith versus Caitlin Clark. Twice. Presumably twice next season. That game would be plastered all over the place. ABC, ESPN, whatever it would be. Those two going toe-to-toe in the Big Ten Conference against one another. These are two of the biggest stars in women's college basketball. Two of the most popular players. And seeing those two go toe-to-toe, Boy, sign me all the way up. I would venture to say this will probably move fast. Again, this is kind of guessing, but there is a, if she has a do not contact, there isn't going to be a long list of schools that are going to be in the running, and she probably has a decent idea of where she wants to go or at least what type of school she wants to go to. But I think IU would be in the running there. We'll find out, and if it is, boy, that'd be as big of a, a win as you can get In the transfer portal point blank period. And on the note of the transfer portal, let's get you caught up on some men's stuff. Kalel Ware didn't commit heading into this weekend. I know there was some buzz about that. He's going to make his decision on Tuesday. We'll get you caught up with the latest on that as well as some other transfer news for the Hoosiers. Before we do that, let's talk about FanDuel, one of today's sponsors. Grand Slams, no hitters, double plays are all back. And there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com to sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you do not win. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com. Slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Big thanks to you guys for making us your first listen, as well as your first watch every single day. Make sure you guys, if you haven't already, subscribe on YouTube. It's the road to 1,000 subscribers. We are almost within 100. We're at just about 900 subscribers. Let's try to get to 1,000 before we head into the summer and the, the dead months of the season. That's going to be our goal, to get to 1,000 before we hit June. Let's talk men's basketball transfer portal. As I said, there was some buzz uh, after his visit on Thursday that Kalel Ware was going to commit before he even left Bloomington. Obviously, that didn't happen. But by all accounts, that visit went pretty well. Also, well, we'll start out with this. He's going to announce his decision tomorrow, on Tuesday. That's what Adam Zagoria who is a college basketball writer for New York times, Forbes, a lot of places he reported his decision is going to come on Tuesday. Here's the big thing. He only visited Indiana. He had a visit scheduled to Alabama and canceled it. That's, I would say objectively good news. It's not strictly only because he was so blown away by what happened in Indiana, that he just canceled everything else. It is worth noting, Alabama has no assistant coaches right now. Their assistants all left for other jobs. There is only the head coach there. Uh, And so there wasn't really an ability to host him. Nate Oates uh, probably has a lot of things on his plate, and head coaches typically do not host players for visits like that so it probably just wasn't even feasible for him to visit alabama now i don't know that it rules them off the table i think it's a pretty big advantage to indiana that he was able to go on this visit presumably have a good visit and that was the only one he took but i i feel good about where the hoosiers are with this we'll certainly know how good to feel uh tomorrow but it seems like the visit went well at Indiana and that's the only place he ended up going. There's always a chance he could go somewhere else, but right now it seems like all signs just kind of point to Indiana based simply on the fact that that's really been the only place he's taken a visit and been linked to. So we'll know this week if the Hoosiers get another huge win in Kalil Ware, but I think you should feel cautiously optimistic probably about this decision. On the flip side of that, or maybe if you want to read the tea leaves a different way, Caden Shedrick is out on Indiana. He announced his top five uh, through Tipton edits. Another place, Joe Tipton, that that gets a, a fair amount. He's at on three sports, one sports, whatever however you want to pronounce that. But he, uh, Caden Shedrick, told him he was going to decide between. Duke, Kansas, Missouri, Kansas State, and Xavier. The Hoosiers kind of slipped out of the running there, and ultimately they uh, fall out of the running for his services. Now, if you want to read some tea leaves, they obviously, the Hoosiers got Peyton Sparks early in the transfer portal. If the indication is that Ware is going to go to Indiana Getting Shedrick doesn't make a whole lot of sense because I think if let's assume just for the sake of discussion that Ware is going to Indiana. You have Ware, Sparks, and Malik Renew. That is three centers. That is enough size to get through the season. Maybe you add one other uh lower level type of player, maybe some type of project. Maybe a walk-on, something like that. But that is enough size, I think, to get you through the season. You don't want to add a whole lot more. Especially if Mike Woodson wants to play a more kind of spread-out style. Uh, You don't want to have a whole bunch of kind of plotting centers or anything like that. So, if you think Ware is coming to IU, it makes sense that Shedrick would not include IU in his top five. Now, that's a lot of assumptions Maybe Indiana felt pretty good about where they stood with where and didn't recruit Shedrick as hard. I'm not sure. Again, this is a lot of speculation. Maybe Shedrick just liked the other schools better. Maybe it's just as simple as that. There's always so much, so many moving parts and things like that when it comes to the transfer portal. But if you want to read some tea leaves or read between lines that don't exist or try to look more into something than exists, Maybe this is another good sign that wear is coming. The Hoosiers also reached out to L. Ellis, uh, who is both in the transfer portal and has declared for the NBA draft. There's a lot of schools that have reached out to him. Uh, he's an interesting player. I don't know how much interest Indiana's going to have there. He spent two seasons at Tallahassee Community College, and then went to Louisville last season, obviously on a pretty bad Louisville team that went 4-28. and He averaged 17.7 points, uh, was their best player last season. Wasn't particularly efficient, 41% from the field, 31.9% from three. Uh, Average 4.4 assists, 2.6 rebounds. Really a heavily ball-dominant player, 29.3%. Uh, or excuse me, 29.8% usage percentage. This is kind of similar to some of the discussions we had with Caleb Love and that how do two really ball-dominant point guards make sense together. I'm not certain, but also he's a talented player, so maybe you just get the talent and figure out the fit later. We'll see. Obviously, as we said, he is interested in Exploring the draft first, At is a 6'3 guard that doesn't shoot the three well. I don't know that he's going to get great feedback from the draft, but he's going to get some feedback, so maybe he wants to go through the process, get that feedback, and then uh, figure out his next decision and what school he might want to attend, but the Hoosiers have reached out, and so we'll see if anything else comes of that, but we obviously will continue to have transfer portal coverage be sure you guys are following us on twitter at lo underscore hoosiers or subscribed on youtube again because whenever we do get uh kind of big breaking news not always going to have a a a live show or an emergency podcast but i do always record a, a quick little one minute video that we put up on youtube we put up on social media so be sure you guys are following us there you can get kind of an instant reaction make sure you don't miss out on any of that news let's wrap it up by talking about grace Berger in the WNBA draft that is taking place tonight we'll get you the latest news on that and the the good sign that she's going to be one of the names called pr- probably pretty early on uh on or during the draft tonight so we'll dive into all that here in just a moment The WNBA draft takes place tonight, 7 to 9 p.m. on ESPN. Good news for the draft hopes of Grace Burger. She was definitely going to be drafted, but she was invited to the draft, which is obviously a good sign. He typically, I don't think it necessarily guarantees her being a first-round pick, but you feel pretty good seeing uh, – that she's invited to the draft and is going to be there in person. So all mock drafts as we get closer and closer to the draft, I've been giving FanDuel a lot of coverage. I forgot to switch the overlay there for those of you watching on YouTube. Uh, As we get closer and closer to the draft, more and more mock drafts have made her not just a first-round pick but kind of securely in the first round. ESPN on Friday released an updated mock draft. They had her going to the Seattle Storm, which has been a common landing spot for her with the number nine pick. Again, there are 12 picks in the first round, so uh, pretty securely in that first round. The second round, the Fever do have the first pick of the second round, so that's kind of the the thing to watch with them and seeing whether if she isn't a first round pick, do the Fever pull the trigger and... I think a lot of people would be really happy with seeing that. Now, the Fever do have a first-round pick at number seven as well. They have the number one pick, and it's going to be Aaliyah Boston. They have the number seven pick. Will that be Grace Berger? That's kind of the other big question as we go into draft night. Is that someone that – I mean, Lynn Dunn, uh, she coached Terry Morin. She was at every game, and Lynn Dunn is the GM for the Fever, so – As we've discussed, nobody's probably. She hasn't scouted anybody as closely as she has Grace Berger. Well, how much does that matter? We'll find out tonight and see where she lands. Uh, Windsider, which is uh, women's sports coverage, they have Grace Berger going number nine to Seattle as well. Again, it seems like that's probably. Maybe it's just a a common laning spot because it's kind of easiest to predict. But over and over again from different sites, you see her laning with Seattle. So maybe she goes to the complete opposite coast. We'll see. But Seattle is a common laning spot. Now, Clutch Points did their own mock draft on Sunday. They did have the fever taking Grace Berger. It's going to be real interesting. Because Grace is a first-round talent. Do the Fever want to draft Grace Berger? Look, I know I am going to become a very big fan of the Fever if Grace Berger's there. I'm going to become a fan of whatever team Grace Berger is is drafted to. But if it's in Indiana, not necessarily a hometown team. Grace isn't from Indiana. But her roots the last five years have been in Indiana. So if she lands with the fever i think there's going to be a lot of new fans joining the fever how much does that matter it probably shouldn't you should probably take what you determine as the best player available but considering how bad the fever have been of late and how i mean it's not a reach to take grace Berger there is that a a choice does that factor into the choice at all how popular of a choice that would be We'll see, but it's going to be an interesting decision that the Fever are going to uh, have to make this season or tonight, excuse me, heading into this season of whether to take Grace Berger. And if even if she's not maybe the top player available on their board, it's going to be fascinating, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. We will have all the coverage of it on tomorrow's episode, figure out where she's landing and what is in what's the next step for her and her WNBA career will be. So thanks again, guys, for making Lockdown Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll 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 talk about that, and I'm sure whatever Transfer Portal madness comes up in tomorrow's episode. For your second listen, check out our brand-new podcast, Lockdown College Basketball. Uh, Isaac Shade, Andy Patton, they have you guys covered. Transfer Portal's going on everywhere, so be sure to give them a listen. Follow us on Twitter if you have not already. Subscribe to the podcast, leave a quick rating and review, all of that fine stuff. Most importantly, though, guys, hope everybody has a great start to their week on Monday. And as always, Elio.